and you're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? Hello, who are you? Uh, Chris? Who are you, Chris? Please explain. Chris from the punk band Gentlemen of Horror. Kelowna's only and greatest punk band. First, First. and only yes. greatest punk band. Could you please explain, yeah. Chris, what did we just hear, and who are the Gentlemen of Horror, who were the Gentlemen of Horror, and where is Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, for people oh that don't know? God. Okay, you heard Hobby for a Day by The Wall, which was one of our favorite bands way back in the olden days, 1980, I think. And um, what was the second question? Where is Kelowna, British oh. Columbia, Canada? And who are well, the Gentlemen of Horror? Can you please explain? A bit closer to the oh. mic, too, if you could. Yeah. Hold on a sec. How's that? Amazing. All right. You're the drummer. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, I'm giving it all away already. <laughs> please explain. Now I don't have to answer. Yeah, how dare I not tell the people exactly who's in the band? Please, yeah, maybe yeah. please explain. You're the drummer. Yeah. I was the drummer and uh, occasional background singer. Nigel Watts. Nigel Watts. Yes, that was my stage name. And my brother, uh, Casey Kasem, was the uh, lead singer and guitar player. And the bass player, was his name was Friendly Giant. And uh, Kelowna, BC is located in the beautiful Okanagan Valley, about a four and a half hour drive from Vancouver on the lovely Coquihalla Highway. And you're here on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show in order to help get the word out on some new reissues. And again, a bit closer yeah. to the mic there, sorry. Oh. And again, people might be wondering, why am I telling people to get Chris closer to How's the mic? This? Because the story of the Gentleman of Horror is sort of mysterious. You've been <laughs> avoiding mics for a long time. Yeah. Or at least you've never wanted to avoid a mic, but a lot of people don't understand that there is a way to approach the Gentleman of Horror, right? Exactly. And that's by asking them bluntly, what are the Gentlemen of Horror? Please explain. Exactly. What the hell is this all about? Um, well, we have this new album out, and it's all our recordings we ever did, and demos, and a rehearsal, and live uh, recordings, and we've put it on one record, and it's, uh, it's out in vinyl, and CD, and uh, yeah, it's out on punkrecords.com, and I think it has 31 songs, and uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. You get the whole history of the Gentleman of Horror all three years that we were together. Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. A bit more of information on mm. Kelowna, British mm-hmm. Columbia, Canada. How did you find out about punk in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada? Well, we were... A friend was walking down the street one day. And he was... I think this is when we were 14? 13, 14? And he heard this music coming from this apartment. So he went up and knocked on the door because he went, well, that's, what is that? It's like punk rock coming out of there. No one in this town plays that. And uh, this crazy guy answered the door. He was about 25 years old, shaved head, tattoos, scars, interesting character. And he's uh, from Scotland. And uh, my friend goes, well, what are you doing? What, what are you playing? He goes, oh, playing all that. this is how he, I'm trying to do the imitation of him. Uh, yeah, come on in. Yeah, I was playing this music. Yeah. And he, so that's, we, uh, he introduced us to bands like Crass and uh, I think Dead Kennedys. And uh, we were just like, this is the craziest thing. This is Kelowna in 1979. That, what is this guy doing here? It was insane. So next thing you know, we formed a band. So it was uh, my friend Kevin, my brother, Tom, me, and this guy, Chuck. And he was the singer. So it was 
a 12 year old kid two 14 year old kids and a 25 year old singer and <laughs> and uh yeah and we were called uh kill pigs how did he end up in Kelowna, British Columbia? Canada? You know, I don't remember how he ended up there, but he uh, he would work half the year on the oil rigs and then come back to Kelowna and basically party all the money away the rest of the year. So that's what he'd do. And then he, he'd made us practice every day. So we were in high school and we'd go over every single day and uh, practice because if you didn't, he'd, uh, he'd get really pissed off. So he's like, okay. So we were pretty tight and we wrote about four. 40 original songs and uh, which is incredible yeah and we played once and then we were going to do an album so it was going to be the first you know punk album out of vancouver and uh we didn't hear from him and then uh he the first punk album out of vancouver sorry out of Kelowna. it would have been the first out of Kelowna. and uh yeah and then so he, he got killed so that that was the end of the kill pig so out of that we uh formed gentlemen of horror oh that's horrible how did he die Oil rig accident. And he was from Scotland originally. Yeah, yeah. Is that where he found out about punk rock? I think so. And then he, he brought over these records with him. And he's like, you know. And then he'd occasionally go back and he'd bring over more records. And we're just like, this is the greatest stuff ever. And that, that really, really, I mean, that's when I fully got into it. So that was like 79, I guess. And uh, yeah, he, was up no- he went up north again to make money to pay for the record. That's why he went up north. So he was making money to pay for the album so we could record and uh yeah something happened on the oil rig and he got killed and then you changed into the gentleman of horror essentially yeah for the gentleman of horror your song themes are pretty much kill like like for instance (laughs) you said sadly what was his name again sorry chuck sorry sadly chuck passed away but the gentleman of horror you have a song called killer you have another song called (laughs) urban kill boy and you have another song called kill europeans (laughs) i hate germans (laughs) And the name of the band is The Gentleman of Horror. Yeah. And then poor Chuck died. That's yeah. pretty intense. It, we were pretty intense. We were intense kids. What are the themes of the songs well, that you guys did back then? Well, like, like I just ran off, you know, Killer, Urban yeah. Kill Boy, and Kill Europeans, I Hate Germans. Well, uh, well a lot of them were a bit tongue-in-cheek. We kind of, you know, some of it, it sounds serious, but we were, I don't know, half the time we were just joking around. But Kill Europeans, I Hate Germans is about... Um, all these, uh, our complaint were these old people in Kelowna that were, I guess, originally from Germany, and they'd be complaining. I guess they complained because our music was too loud. So in the song, we make fun of old German people with wearing hats and their feather in their hat and all that. And, uh, you know, I guess big topics when you're 14 years old. Um, yeah, you know, I someone's going to die. There's another one. Yeah, there, there is a lot of killing in there, isn't there? Yeah. If people want to see what you were like as a gentleman of horror, mm. right now they can jump on YouTube yep. and type in gentleman of horror, can't yeah, they? Yeah, they can go to our website, and uh, there's one Super 8 film that we made of us playing two songs, and it's on uh, gentlemanofhorror.com. And we filmed that, I think, in 1980 um, in the bass player's uh, basement. So if they go right now and they check it out, yep. what are they going to see? What will people see if they checked it out right now? They will see smart-ass teenage kids thinking they're pretty awesome and hilarious, making a huge racket, trying to play as fast as we could. But the actual the scene website? on the video, like for instance, oh, it, you're wearing gloves? Are you wearing gloves? Oh, oh, man. I don't know. Am I? It looks like you're wearing black gloves. I, you know, I probably was. I think I used to wear gloves when I played. And uh, yeah, it's in it's in uh, the bass player's bedroom. 
basically, is where we're playing. We kind of moved stuff out. And it's the same room, incidentally, where our first recording was made, the first EP. That um, is sort of the reason all this has been reissued and came out, because the first EP, it, it somehow ended up being this collectible record. It's really weird over the years. People have been collecting it from all around the world. We keep hearing this, like, and we're, we just can't believe it. Like, why would people want this single from these smart-ass kids out of Kelowna? And for some reason, it, it's become this collect, collectible record. So, you know, we were approached by this label to put out all the stuff under one, one sort of package. What will people see, though, more if they look at the video? Look more at the video to see a pop shop sign. Yeah, there's, yeah, we got... What was the pop shop? Was that great pop? Please describe the pop shop. <laughs> uh, it was a uh, factory that made pop, and um, I don't know, it, it was a big deal in Kelowna. You'd go there, and you'd get your pop, you'd pick out your flavors, and you'd put it in a big uh, sort of this takeout rack, and you'd take it home and drink it for a week or two, and then you'd bring back the empties, and they'd... Uh, You'd swap them out, and you'd get, you know, get the, uh, the uh, fill it up again with new pop. Was there any political statement being made? Here you are, a hardcore punk band, and behind you is a banner that says, Pop Shop! Yep, no, no, absolutely no statement being made whatsoever. We just thought it was funny. It's amazing that a video document actually survives as a gentleman of horror. And again, you're listening to the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. And we have Chris here from the Gentleman of Horror live on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. And I'm just telling you, listeners, if you want to go to gentlemanofhorror.com, you can check out the video or type in Gentleman of Horror into YouTube. And you see this document. Who made the video? Did you add the sound later? It works perfectly. Yeah, that was, uh, I filmed that with my Super 8 camera. So we just set it up on a tripod and started it running and then we uh we just played a couple songs did you add the sound later like nowadays because i noticed it was uploaded to youtube in 2006 early youtube era yeah did you add because i don't say like to projector noise was that really the sound that yeah, came that, out yeah. or did you add that no that was the sound right off the right off the projector yeah that was awesome i thought yeah. maybe you added that as <laughs> no, a little, no. little no. effect actually something. i didn't want it in there but couldn't get rid of it so it sounds awesome and right now let's hear a little bit here of the gentleman of horror and this is from your brand we're gonna what are we gonna hear right now god what are we gonna hear god knows you by name one of our uh anti-religious songs and what is this from this is from the original ep our first our very first record that we recorded in 1980 and then we're gonna hear someone's gonna die some more deaths there and killing yeah that's a demo we did that was never released until well none of this was released except just the first EP, so this is all unreleased. And then we're going to hear Bank. Bank from the first EP again, about then, robbing a bank. And then some crime watching. Yeah, so another, uh, we were just complaining. We thought crime watch, block parents, it's just people sitting there with nothing else to do except complain and, you know, think people are, you know what I mean, get a life, get a hobby. What are you doing sitting around? So what year is this from that we're about to play? What year was all this recorded? This was recorded in 1980. So, 1980, Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, hardcore punk!
And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest... Chris from Gentlemen of Horror. Chris, what did we just hear right there? And again, these are selections from the Gentlemen of Horror's brand new LP on punkrecords.com. Called Overhead Projector. It's an amazing package, great liner notes, color photos, and a poster as well. And it comes in conjunction. We're going to hear a bit and of this later. And colored vinyl. Yellow colored vinyl if you want it. Comes in conjunction as well with a 7-inch, too, on colored vinyl that wouldn't fit on the full LP. That's right. What tracks did we hear? Well, you started with God Knows You by Name. I that said, w- here's some hardcore punk. Was I right in well, saying that? I, don't, I wouldn't call it hardcore punk. I think stuff will play later. There's some more hardcore. I, I don't know. Like, I see it called everything, right? Like, stop and go punk. I heard guys call it killed by death style. You know, whatever. We, we, that's just what we did. I don't know what you call it. The fidelity was really great. We heard God Knows yeah. You by Name. Yeah, that was from our first EP, and we recorded that in the, in the bass player's bedroom. We called up the local radio station in Kelowna, and this guy, he said, I do recording. So we said, well, how much? And he goes, well, 60 bucks. And we go, okay, we can afford that. So he brought over Reel to Reel, and he set up a couple mics, and we did five songs in about an hour, paid him 60 bucks, and uh, I went over to his place and got the tape, and we had him pressed. Were we, there any overdubs? Uh, one overdub on one song, I think. A little bit of distortion or feedback or something. That was it. Sounds great. And then we had it pressed at Praise Records, the uh, Christian uh, record pressing place, which we thought was pretty ironic since we had anti-religion songs on there. And we had 200 made, and we had no labels printed. They were just white because it would save 50 bucks if we didn't do it. So we got felt pens, and we... we uh, Every label was hand-drawn with felt pens. So I think maybe that's why they're a little collectible, too, is there was only 200 made, and, you know, we hand-drew the labels. And, yeah. And actually, (laughs) with the poster that accompanies the new LP, Mm -hmm. there's a reproduction of the cover, right? Yeah, both covers, because we did two. We did 100 of one type of cover, and then we did, I think we just got bored of it and said, oh, let's do another cover, too. So the EP, the first one actually has two different covers. Then after God Knows You by Name, we heard Someone's Gonna Die. Yeah. And I don't really, can't tell you really what that's about. I don't know. I guess it's about somebody, probably they're gonna die. And then Bank? Yep, Robin and Bank. Now, which one was the demo? Was Someone's Gonna Die a demo? Yep, that was a demo. And then the last one we played, Crime Watch, was a demo as well. Len Morgan is an important character with the Gentleman of Horror. Yeah. Could you please explain about Len Morgan? He got us our first show in Vancouver at the... Um, Buddha, right? No, I think the first one was at the Carnegie Center. We played at the Carnegie Center with a couple other bands. The Secret V's, it says. I think the poster's right here. What was that like? Isn't it? Oh, it was great. We, we, we drove down from Kelowna and... Uh, I just got my license, so I was able to drive. So we drove down and went and played, and uh, it was great. Len Hung Mor- out with Len. I think we stayed at his uh, his uh, mom and dad's place that weekend. We played out in uh, Delta. He did a fanzine called Idle Thoughts, and he was championing you guys. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, my brother started one too, and uh, called Indecent Exposure. So we sort of share things back and forth you know like record reviews and all that and but yeah he really uh you know there wasn't a lot going on so he was really push pushing you know local punk stuff and 
Vancouver punk. And, yeah, it was cool. And he listed you all the time in his perennial faves. Yeah. It was like yeah. Gentleman of Horror, Gentleman of Horror listed over and over again. Yeah. And if people are interested, again, on the internet, if they want to Google SFU Punk Collection, I don't know if you've checked that out at all. No. If you just Google SFU, Simon Fraser University, Punk Collection, it'll come up to a searchable database, and you can type in the name Gentleman of Horror, or you can type in the name Idle Thoughts, and it'll have all the fanzines from Idle Thoughts all categorized there, wow. and you can actually go through them, and you can search for words and everything. It's That's an amazing cool. resource. Oh, I gotta Again, check that out. If people want to see how great Idle Thoughts fanzine was yeah. from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, just type in SFU Punk Collection into Google and search away for Idle Thoughts and all sorts of different zines that are throughout Vancouver. I don't know if you have your brother's zine. What was your brother's zine called? Uh, Indecent Exposure. We'll have to go check yeah. that out. There was only th- three issues, I think. And again, we're live here speaking to Chris from the band A Gentleman of Horror from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. Now, when did you first get a vibe that there was interest in A Gentleman of Horror? Was that when you were included on Killed by Death? Yeah, I think it was after that. I, I, we heard about that. And went, Why is our songs on this record? That's really weird. And then uh, uh, Frank Manley got a hold of me. Um <coughs> Sorry, um, uh, from out east, and he was he put out those um, compilations, Canadian punk compilations, called Smash the State. Smash the State, and he wanted our single on that, so that uh, got it out there as well. And then the label out of California wanted to reissue, and I talked to them and said, "Yeah, cool." So it was great. We were able to reissue the first EP and get it out there. What's it like to have been in a punk band? I'm talking about like the band is dead. Is the band dead? Is the Gentleman of Horror dead? When did Gentleman of Horror die? I kind of skipped to 80, the end here. 83 officially, I guess. We were around from 80 to 83 and we probably played five shows maybe. And then after that, you ended up doing the Grapes of Wrath. That's right. And I noticed on, really quite different. I noticed on <laughs> eBay, some people have tagged some Grapes of Wrath stuff with Gentleman of Horror. I saw that. That was funny. Like they're using the Gentleman of Horror to sell Grapes <laughs> yeah. of Wrath. Yeah, weird. Whereas you think it might be the other way around I, or I something know. like that. I know. When you did go into the Grapes of Wrath, did you ever do any Gentleman of Horror covers? Did you ever play those songs ever again? No. Like people are hearing no. these songs we're playing or they can buy it on these records that have been reissued. <coughs> Would they ever pay tribute to <coughs> or sorry. done before? <clears throat> like you never stole a riff or nothing? No, no. We talk about playing them again. Reuniting the Gentleman of Horror maybe and playing. You never know. What's it like, Chris, to have been in a punk band whose single is worth thousands of dollars? What does it go for exactly? The original single. Um, I saw it sell for $1,700, which I don't understand that, but I guess if somebody can get that, good for them, I guess. What does it generally go for? That's like one of the highest prices, 1700 Yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know, 1000 I've seen it. A bunch of those go for 1000 how about for bootlegs versions? How do you know it's the original one? Like, how do you know somebody's not buying a fake? Like, how do they know it's an original one? Um, I guess you would know from the uh, cover. It's a photocopied cover. The uh, <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm still getting over a cold. That's well, okay. That's punk rock. <laughs> it is. Um, it was a hardcore cold. Uh, and the label... It's white, and, you know, it's felt, the drawings with felt pen. So you'd know from there. Um, 
40 actually. I mean, I would know right away if I saw it, right? Because I, I can tell uh, who drew it, if it was me that drew it or my brother or what, right? Have there been bootlegs of it, though? I don't think so. No. For the actual release, you said 200 were pressed. Yeah. Copies were left on a bus. Is that true? That is true. We, we gave 50 to a friend to bring down from Kelowna, and uh, he was going to consign them in the various record stores, and he got off the bus and forgot about them. So, so 50 are actually were gone. So really, uh, there's only really 150 that were ever out there, I guess. Although, could all 200 be out there? Because they could. You've seen a lot of mentions of them. Maybe those ones did end up somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I always assume they just got thrown in the garbage by somebody cleaning the bus. But you're right, maybe somebody grabbed them and kept them and, I don't know, gave I, them out to friends. I first heard of you through Discorder magazine in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, because it was some sort of Alex Vardy hate club oh, thing yeah. that was reprinted in Discorder magazine. That, what exactly was that all about? That, that was from the my brother's fanzine. And... Uh, we used to, uh, you know, smart-ass little kids again. We just, we thought uh, the music that his band played, we just didn't like it. So we'd make fun of it. And, you know, because, like you said, the theme really, a lot of killing and death themes with this. Uh, yeah, we had uh, said Alex Vardy Hate Club, and we had, like, a picture of him, and then knives pointing at him. <laughs> it's, uh, I think about it, it was pretty funny. And it was reprinted in Discorder magazine. <laughs> and I remember people being upset that it was reprinted in Discorder magazine. Maybe network management was maybe oh, upset I, about that. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. We, I don't know. I laughed about it. I thought it was funny, but I maybe he didn't laugh about it. But that's like when the single first came out, too. We sent it to Brave New Waves. Or uh, what was it? Night? Remember the radio show? Night? What was it called? Oh, I can't read the J.B. Shane show. And we sent it to him. And we s- sent a letter. I don't think you could do this anymore. But we sent a letter. And when he opened it up, we had written in red to look like blood. It said, play this record or you will die. <laughs> and it looked like blood. And then, uh, so we are listening. And he played it on a show one night. And we're like, all oh, right. And then he goes, there we go. I've played it. So I guess I'm not going to die now, right? Am I safe? And he was laughing about it. So that was good. I think, I think now we would have been put in jail for that, wouldn't we? Well, what's incredible about <laughs> the whole thing of that, you gave him a gift of 1700 bucks. That's right. If he would have held on to that record, yep. he wouldn't be able to put it on eBay. That's what's so amazing when DJs get releases and stuff. Never throw anything out. You never really yep. know what's going to happen with it. Like, probably went, How many did you send out as probably promo? went right in the garbage. So he probably went, well, enough of that crap, and he probably threw it in the garbage. So you think 50 records were lost. How many were promoed of the 200? How many did you give promos or to mm, friends? Hardly any. We we tried to sell most of them. We consigned most of them at um, rec- various record stores. And then all those record stores where we consigned them, we never really ever went back and got our money. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> After the Discorder <coughs> mention, I heard Steve from Mudhoney talking about The Gentleman of Horror, and he asked me what about The Gentleman of Horror. What did he say about it? I think, have you ever heard of The Gentleman of mm. Horror? I think he maybe wanted to get a hold of it, or maybe he did find it in Seattle. I'm not exactly sure, but it was like, I didn't really know much about it, because i just seen that mention in Discorder magazine. Have you been in contact with Steve from no. Mudhoney? No, And then later, Lee of Dionysus Records mm-hmm. ended up contacting me or asked for yep. your contact or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, and he ended up reissuing up. it. Yeah. So if people are wondering, again, we're speaking to Chris from The Gentleman of Horror from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, whose record, The Gentleman of Horror EP, was issued, reissued by Dionysus yeah. Records, right? Yeah, and that's, those are almost all gone now. 
we and we we did it exactly like the original we thought you know we'll try to make it look like the original one and yeah, it was cool because they, I don't know, people were interested, so why not put it out? And now Michaela from Backstage Writer, shout out to Michaela, BackstageWriter.com, has reconnected hey, me with you, Chris. I know, I haven't been in here in what? We were trying to figure it out. It's been, I don't know. <laughs> it's so like, long we can't so, remember. I know, I'm sitting here going, uh. But it's on the occasion of another record, and again, maybe you could tell the people. This brand new release. I like to tell the people all about it. But where do I start? Gentlemen of Horror. Gentlemen of Horror. Overhead projector. All our songs we ever recorded. In uh, one place. Except yeah. there's a little 7-inch that goes with it. Yeah. Too. Which is on the CD, which will be out soon. But the uh, side A is... <coughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my throat. Side A is our first EP and demos. And then side B is actually a rehearsal in the bass player's bedroom again. Um that we took off cassette. So it's not the best sounding thing, but it's there as sort of a document to kind of, you know, hear what the Gentlemen of Horror were actually all about. Now, punkrecords.com have put out this re-release of you guys, Overhead yes. Projector. How did they contact you? Um, I think I just got an email. And uh, Jason at uh, punkrecords.com in lovely Everett, Washington, he just said, would you guys ever think of putting out you know, your EP again with anything unreleased. And I'm like, I'd love to. So we worked on that for quite a while. We've, we worked on it for a few years trying to get it all together. And it's nice to have it finally done. There's mention of 42 test pressings being done. That's mm-hmm. a lot of test pressings. Usually you make like four for the band or yeah. maybe under 10. 42 yeah. test pressings? I don't quite understand that. Well, he does that. He makes test pressings for most of his albums. And then he sells them to, to raise money to pay for the manufacturing so he'll sell them for say $25 or $30 sort of as collector's items and that money he raises from those will actually help cover the cost to make the records that's kind of how he does it so do the test pressings resemble test pressings do they say test pressings on them yep okay they're just um like white label just plain white label and they're in a different cover and uh, it says test pressing on the cover on the yeah. back of Overhead Projector, yeah. there's a photo of you guys playing in Cranbrook, British yeah, Columbia, one Canada. Yeah, one of our few shows. And you ended up getting a police escort out of town? Yeah. Well, our friend Bruce Shibley, who lived there and we kept in touch with, and he had a band too, and he said, why don't you come to Cranbrook and play? And this was the middle of the winter. And stupidly we go, okay, so we drive up there in the winter and barely made it, played a show at, the, at a hall that he rent, rented. <coughs> Sorry. And um, that was probably about five people there, which was just us and the other band. And then he goes, well, we have another show at the Roller Rink tomorrow. I got you guys playing there. And we're like, oh, great. So there was a stage at the end of the Roller Rink, and we would play as everybody would skate around in circles. And as they skated by us, they'd, you know, swear at us or flip us, up, flip us off or whatever. And then, you know, they're doing that. And then we're just up there raging away, and it's just noise. And then... Uh, the other band that we went there with, because we went with another band too from Penticton. And they played, and then we all go outside later, and somebody let the air out of their tires. And these guys are all hanging around outside with hockey sticks, and they're going, We're going to kill you. <laughs> and we're like, Oh, really? Well, that sucks. And then next thing you know, a cop car pulls up and goes, All right, break it up. And then the cop goes, I suggest you guys leave town right now. And we're like, Oh, okay. He goes, Follow me. 
So he drives through town, and we're trailing the cop car, and he drives out of town and turns around and waves us on, says, keep going. So, yeah, we never went back and played there again. Tom from the band Gentleman of Horror, yeah. he was a good negotiator, wasn't he? Yeah. He knew that a contract is a contract? <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, I think you're referring to when we played the City Park show in Kelowna. And... uh it was a free outdoor show in the summer, and we played, and uh, I don't know, there was hundreds of people, and they were all drinking and getting rowdy and swearing at us and yelling, and beer bottles were being thrown, and, you know, they were chanting, kill, kill punks, kill punks. And you can, you can hear them when you listen to the live, uh, live in Kelowna record. It's hilarious. And uh, the mayor was there, and all these people, local, local dignitaries were there, and I think they were just couldn't believe what was going on, and we're up there screaming about... Uh, killing uh, Europeans and religion religion sucks and everyone's freaking out and it was really funny and again the police come up and say okay get out of here right now and you can hear it on the at the end of the record you can hear the, the How, cops however because Tom was a shrewd negotiator mm-hmm. the concert actually went on yeah right? because, because they, a contract is a contract yeah right? they wanted to not do it when they found out what the band was they go well we didn't know it was a punk rock group we can't do this and then Tom goes and he I think he was 13. <laughs> and he goes down to City Hall, and he goes into the offices, and he goes, look, I have this contract, and it says we're playing, and you can't, you can't stop this from going on. And I guess they really couldn't say anything. So that's it. Yeah, he, he, uh, he kept the show going. And this is all documented on the Live in Kelowna EP, mm-hmm. and we're going to hear a track from that actually a couple tracks Rich Kids and Motel Hell and it's interesting because in the intro you can hear you saying the next five songs are from our EP I like the way you say five was it just because you did five so quickly yeah like the next song is just like the next five songs are from our EP (laughs) and you also say in the intro we gotta get rid of this EP we gotta get rid of this EP and okay and all I'm thinking about is $1,700 I know I wish we hadn't got rid of them did you sell any at that gig uh no no we're just we're we barely made it out of there with our lives also was mentioned available from records on wheels what was that was that a joke or was that actually available at that store yeah it was that was one of the record stores in town that we consigned it consigned it in yeah so here we go live to Kelowna city park 19 is this from Kelowna city park there's some other recordings on this one too yeah there's also some from uh the kadak hall which was a hall in Kelowna that we would rent for gigs sometimes but this Rich Kids is actually from the Kelowna gig that we yeah, were mentioning. Yeah, these, these two are from uh, City Park, yeah. The Gentleman of Horror with the tracks Rich Kids and Motel Hell live on the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. Okay. Next five songs are off our, off our great hit single. Greatest record ever recording. <laughs> Just kidding, it's really lousy. But we gotta get rid of it, so buy it. I'm sure everybody knows the guy at Records on Wheels. So you can buy the record there. Here we go.
You're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show with Chris from Gentlemen of Horror. The Gentlemen of Horror. What did we just hear there, Chris? You heard two songs from the live in Kelowna seven inch single. Recorded in nineteen eighty in Kelowna City Park. With you, Chris, on drums. Yes. And you're saying it'll be hard for you to do that again? Yeah, I don't think I can't play that fast anymore, I don't think. You were really the driving force behind those songs, weren't you? Like, what an intro. That was amazing. <laughs> well, you know, I sweated a lot. The Gentleman of Horror. Interestingly, you guys played something called Hardcore 83. We did. I never knew there was a Hardcore 83. There's a legendary Hardcore 81 happened yep. in Vancouver which, with DOA. Which, which we were at. You and went? It, and it was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. What do you remember about that? Um, just the bands were so good. Just amazing. We we just stood there in the audience going, this was is DOA? Real, Yeah, everyone was incredible. We went, it was two nights, and we went, I can't remember if it was the first or second night. Anyway, it's mind-blowing how uh, good the bands were. So I'd heard of Hardcore 81, mm-hmm. but you played, hard, what was Hardcore 83? That was in Victoria, at a hall in Victoria, and it was, you know, Victoria bands, and we headlined it. And uh, it was pretty funny because we didn't really even know we were headlining it. We show up and they go, oh, yeah, man, you're, you're, you guys are the, you're the headliner. Okay. And then the band that played before us, and I can't remember now if it was, was it Red Tide or was it Neos? The Neos were on the bill. Yeah. But I forget who played before us, but they played one of our songs <laughs> before we went on. We're like, that's weird. And they did it like way faster than we would do it. And it was hilarious. The Neos, were they faster than you? <laughs> yeah, they were really fast. And then, and then we tried to be as fast. We got faster and faster. <clears throat> Pardon me. And then, we, and then later we kind of slowed down again. We were kind of all over the map. And you were called the Gentleman of Horror. Yeah. But when you played Hardcore 83, you weren't the Gentleman of Horror? What was the deal? You had your name switched to something else and then back well, to Gentleman of Horror? No, we, we were when we played that. We were Gentleman of Horror. But yeah, for a while we, want, we were trying to change our name for some reason. We thought, oh, let's get a... Get a different name, and but we went back to it. We went, nah, that name's cool. You also played with Riot Three Hundred Three from Calgary at the Elks Hall. I see a poster of that. They were the mm. Sturgeons, and then turned into the Von Zippers. What do you remember about that gig? 
Oh, that was another one of those. Um, was that a gig in Kelowna? That was in um, Penticton, I think. So did you organize these gigs? Yeah, our friends in Penticton would, because they had a band there too. So they would. What organize. was their band? They were called Six Society, and we would go down there and uh, play shows there, and then we would, you know, book a hall in Kelowna, and they drive up, and we would be the only people in each other's audience. So, you know, we'd have a hall and and then. Um, have some friends come and watch us, and we just sort of play because we just wanted to play. We, we used to joke and say we we'd pay people to come to the show. We go, you don't have to pay to come in; just come in. And uh, yeah, the uh, one of the Victor- uh, one of the uh, Penticton shows, um, all these guys showed up, and it was hilarious. They were all sitting there going, "Well, what what's this all about? What the hell is this?" And you know, and their jean jackets and long hair, so we're making fun of them and. Uh, they're all drinking beer, and then one of the bands is playing. And uh, I think one of the guys threw a beer bottle, and it smashed, and a piece of glass went in the singer's leg. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my god, it's turning into one of those shows." Yeah, it was pretty funny. And then we, uh, yeah. Anyway, well, did any of lots of uh, what lots of action? You said what happened after that? Uh, I think he just took the glass out of his leg. Did many bands add Kelowna to a tour stop because they knew that you were from there? No. Back then, there was nowhere to play. You know, you'd, you'd try to rent, you know, a hall out and do that. But then a lot of times, they, no one would even rent to us. We couldn't even rent a place, so it was impossible. The Kill Pigs were pre-Gentlemen of Horror. Yeah. And you were on the Indecent Exposure <coughs> tape? What was that? That was a compilation tape that Tom put out through his fanzine of just kind of bands from around Kelowna and... and the Okanagan, which was mainly just our bands and our friends. And uh, he made the tapes and mailed them out. And a few got out there and, yeah. And, you know, most of it's just sort of joke music. But How did you guys get on the Charred, Mar- the charred Remains uh, yeah. tape? Because that's pretty amazing here. Like, Yeah, that's, there's some cool bands on, uh, on that. We were pretty blown away. I think, I, don't, I think somebody approached us from there. They somehow got a hold of us. Because this is quite an achievement. It's like the Gentleman of Horror with Void, Husker Du, Die Crozen, Articles of Faith, Personality Crisis, another Canadian band, yeah. and Gentleman of Horror from Kelowna and many more. And it's the Charred Remains tape. And you guys are on there. Any idea how you got on? Did Len get you on there maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. I just know I think the, the guys doing the tape somehow got a hold of us and said, do you want to be on this? And we went, yeah. But you're not called totally. the Gentleman of Horror on No, there, that's, that's we changed our name at that point. For some crazy reason. And then we went, why did we change our name? We called ourselves Dogs of War. We went, that's a stupid name. So we changed it back. And then eventually the Grapes of Wrath started. How punk were the Grapes of Wrath? Well, not very punk. When we first started, it was pretty raw sounding though. Like just kind of smashing away. If you hear these early tapes we did, very, very raw sounding. But not punk rock at all. Just, you know, more post-punk kind of stuff if you wanted to label it, you know. I remember getting the Capes of Wrath to play my high school, yeah. of course, and I remember going to network offices yeah. and then picking up some of your 12-inch EPs. That, that was one of our first shows in Vancouver when we moved down here. I remember that. We were like, oh, yeah, right on. This is great. I couldn't believe you got us to play your school. It was like crazy. All these kids said, you got to get the Grapes of Wrath. you got to get the Grapes yeah. of Wrath. So there was a buzz going. Do you attribute that to the Gentleman of Horror? Did Ab- they help Absolutely in no way. No, not at all, not eh? one tiny little bit. Was anybody sad, though, that the Gentleman of Horror broke up? Like, nope. did you get questions nope. to, like, can None. we play, can we play? No, nope. no one cared. Not Are you one sure? one tiny little bit. 
pretty sure. So you felt it was a good time to break up then or to end it all? I think so. You know, if we'd stayed together, we would have just ended up, you know, going mainstream. And no one wants mainstream punk rock. He had the grapes to go mainstream. Yeah, that, that's different, though. But you don't want punk rock to go mainstream. Do? How did the Grapes <laughs> of Wrath do going mainstream? Did you make it? Do you think you made it to mainstream? Yeah. yeah or the so label wanted you to be even more mainstream? Uh, they, you know, we were lucky. They just let us do what we wanted to do. We were really lucky. We got to go in and make records the way we wanted to make them. And it was great. They just put them out. No one could believe the deal we had with uh, EMI. They went, what? Yeah, we, go, we basically give them a finished record. Who negotiated that? <coughs> was that your punk our ideals man- negotiating that, perhaps? We didn't really negotiate. Our manager did. But uh, Was that Terry? Yeah, from Network. But it's still, you know, it goes back, I think, to the old days of we, you know, total, uh, you know, DYI, right? We did everything ourselves, and we continued that through, through uh, the grapes, you know. We did our own record covers. We did our own videos. We always wanted to have our hands in everything so that, you know, you don't, walk into a store and go oh that's embarrassing you know which i know other bands it happened to them you know they go oh there's that's our record cover huh they they hadn't even seen it you know stories like that i'm going oh my god so you know gotta keep control in the grapes of wrath did yeah. you ever run into any of your punk idols like for instance didn't you record with john lecky mm-hmm. what was he like did he, he was talk, awesome did he talk about the stone roses yep. the adverts the pills the fall what was that like with john lecky it was great he talked about everybody he worked with from pink floyd to xtc to yeah stone roses to everything um and he had a million stories you know he had stories from you know being in the studio and Sid Barrett just walked in one night when they were recording one of the Pink Floyd records and no one had seen him in years and suddenly he was in the studio just sitting there and they're all like oh he was there at that famous moment yeah he walked in yeah and they're all like well now what do we do and no one knew what to do because he was just sitting there and not saying anything and then you know I don't know he stories about John moving to Oregon and living with the uh the Bajran Tree Rajneesh Bagwan Tree Rajneesh people. Him and his wife lived there for, uh, in the commune for a few years. So that was some crazy stories. The guy's a million great stories, and he's worked with everybody. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't even know. I just found out he, uh, he mixed the first pill single, the f- first public, uh, public image single, which I think you're going to be playing a little later. We're going to try to jam in a whole bunch of tracks <coughs> with Jim Walker from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on drums. Cool. A Canadian connection. That's awesome. Jim from the Furies. Wow. Did you ever run into any <clears throat> other, though, punks that wanted you to go back to, to Gentleman 4? I know I asked this before, but said go back to Gentleman 4. Or mm. did you ever run into any of your punk idols at all? Any more punk idols? I don't think so. I don't think so. I got to see, you know, some of the bands play. Like I saw Discharge play live at the Smiling Buddha. They were one of my favorite bands. Um, and I think you're going to be playing one of their songs. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. You know, we were pretty isolated. You know what I mean. And then w- with the with the uh, gentleman four, and then you know later, I I think I don't know. They're just it, you know, it's a people didn't really know the band. It's pretty. It's a pretty small world. You know. Did anyone else in Kelowna go into music, arts, or politics? Like, were there later punk bands from Kelowna? Yeah, I think there's been other punk bands. There's, like, a lot of music now in Kelowna. A lot of bands come out of there now. Um, But, you know, it's easier now, too. When we did it, it was a real pain, you know? 
It was hard to rent places. It was just hard to get anything going. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. For a while, there was a concert one, one year at the Cologne Theatre. And it was like a theatre for, you know, performing arts and plays. And I think it was George Thorogood came to town and played and some seats got broken during the concert. So the city banned rock music after that. Like, and this wasn't the 50s. This was the 80s. And, and they the banned George rock music. Yeah, it was George did it. So if George Thorogood got banned, basically, in Kelowna, it's amazing that the gentle horror even existed, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. That sums up Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. And if people yeah. again want to get a hold of Gentleman of Horror recordings recently reissued on... Punkrecords.com. A 7-inch and an LP. Yep. And right now, to end an Ardwarda Human Serviette radio show, got a whole bunch of stuff going to play that you've brought in, but mm-hmm. also going to play a couple more tracks here by the Gentleman of Horror. Going to hear two tracks here from the Gentleman of Horror. What are we going to hear from the Gentleman of Horror? The one song that begins with... Urban Killboy. And uh, another one called Job. Also, you've brought in a whole bunch of other tracks here. I'm going to try yeah. to play as many as I can. Cool. Have you seen all these bands you're going to play? How do I see them? Have you seen all these <laughs> oh, bands? <laughs> Have I seen them? No, I've only seen a few of them. But they were really uh, influential on us. We were. Uh, these, this is like a big pile of some of our favorite stuff at the time that we listened to. So we're going to hear a couple tracks here by Gentleman of Horror. Then we're going to hear the Subhumans yeah. Firing Squad. Yeah, that's one of our favorite bands. And you played with them in Vancouver. We played at the Buddha at with them. Smiling Buddha with Subhumans. Gentleman of Horror played with them. And it, it says Replacements, but that wasn't the actual Replacements. No, it was, was a it? local band called Replacements. They later changed their name. And um, that was, yeah, I remember that was like, our, we couldn't believe it. We were getting to play with Subhumans. We were getting to play with our heroes. And we got up there and started playing. And this is when we were at our fastest phase. So every song was a thousand miles an hour. And we were laughing because we'd play. And then people in the audience, these guys were yelling at us going, you're playing too fast. And we're going, oh, my God, we'll never win. We will never win. In Kelowna, they hate us. Now we're down at, at, you know, the Mecca. Everybody wants to play the Smiling Buddha. And they hate us here, too. So we didn't know what to do. That's a great compliment, actually. You're playing too fast. You're playing too fast. However, that was sort of symbolic a recommendation of the how people of how people thought of you guys. Yeah, because that was right when the really fast stuff was just starting, and we were really getting into that. And then uh, I think a lot of people hadn't got into it yet, so they weren't ready for it. So we're going to hear some subhumans yeah. firing squad as yeah. well. Yep. And then what else do we have here, Chris? A whole bunch of stuff you've brought up. We're yeah. going to try to jam in as much as we can. Don't know how much we're going to get to, but maybe tell us a bit from the top what we're going to hear there. Oh, there's like... Just maybe just go right after yeah, the Subhumans. Di- g- Discharge, which was one of my favorite bands from uh, England. And uh, then there's some uh, SSD Control, which was the Washington, uh, East Coast Washington punk scene. We, were, we really got in a lot into that. We love that scene, and we love the California scene, like Black Flag and Dead Kennedys. That, that was kind of the main main scenes we were into um so there's some of that uh more british stuff there's disorder anti-pasty the wall started that we started with the wall too right and uh what, what else where did you get your records we had mail order most of them back then so we'd order them from england or from california and then we would drive down to vancouver and go to record stores here all those 
the local uh, record stores that had indie stuff. What's the <laughs> rarest record you have in your collection? Is it the Gentleman of Horror? <laughs> I think it is, yeah. I have two. Are there any of these, though, that are rare that you have, perhaps, that are as worth much as the Gentleman of Horror? Did you ever yeah. think that a Gentleman of Horror be worth more than some Clash stuff? Uh, not in a billion years. Nope. So maybe just keep going down the list. Yeah. There. What else do we have? There's stiff little fingers, rudimentary pen eye. How, do you, how, do, you, how do you say that? I, I say pen eye. I never know how to say. I guess it's pen eye, isn't it? It has to be pen eye. Anything you want to say about any of these bands? Sham sixty nine. Loved them. Crass. For a while there, I was really into that uh, kind of a narco punk thing. Crass and rudimentary pen eye. Uh, those bands. And there's Dead Kennedys and Exploited and Black Flag, of course. Um, and there's Clash and Circle Jerks and Minor, Minor Threat. All the classics. All brought to you by Chris from The Gentleman of Horror. Yeah. Thanks for coming out to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Oh. Really appreciate that, oh, Chris. And again, you. people should check out gentlemanofhorror.com. Yeah, all the info's there. And we're going to hear right now Urban Killboy. Urban Killboy. Keeping with the killing theme for some reason that we have a lot of. And Job, and then some Subhumans. And then after the Subhumans, it's going to be... going to be some Discharge and SSD Control. Going to jam in everything we can. Well, it's... Personal picks. Yeah. Most, of the, most of the songs are short, so probably be able to fit about 100 in, hopefully. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Anything else you <coughs> want to add to the people out there at all? Um, no, I just want to say I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of these Gentlemen of Horror songs. Oh, I have, totally. Oh, okay. It's great yeah. to have them. I thought you were addressing the audience. Well, I was. But, uh, oh, okay. but, uh, oh, sorry. But, how, how rude of me to think but, that you were talking to me, no, not I, the audience. No, I'm addressing I'm you, I'm sorry, too. audience. I apologize, audience. No, Chris no. was speaking to you, not me. Okay, yeah. sorry it's about kind that. Of, kind of everybody. I was, you're included there, too. Well, here and we thanks again for having me on. It's been a long time, and I really do appreciate it. And thank you, Michaela, from Backstage yes, Writer. Yes, thank you to her again to get this rolling, because uh, it's been a long time. So here we go from the Gentleman of Horrors recently released record over ch- from the Gentleman of Horrors. Oh, what was the overhead projector all about, anyways? Uh, you know the overhead projectors in classrooms. At oh, the no, time? that's what I meant though. But was, yeah. was that it was exactly what it that's said. That's exactly what it's about. Yep. From the Gentleman of Horrors overhead projector record, here is Urban Killboy, Job, the Subhumans, and a whole bunch of other personal picks. As many we can jam in from Chris from the Gentleman of Horror on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, again available, punkrecords.com, gentlemanofhorror.com. Thanks so much, Chris. Keep on rocking in the free yeah. world and do do the loot do. Do do.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Another Dead Soldier by Antipasti. And before that, some disorder, complete disorder. And before that, Peter and the Test Two Babies with Banned from the Pubs. And before that, SSD Control with Wasted Youth. And before that, Discharge with Protest and Survive. And before that, some selections from Overhead Projector, a recently released LP by The Gentleman of Horror. You can check this out at punkrecords.com. And Chris from The Gentleman of Horror was on the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show earlier and suggested all these songs for me to play today on the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show. And we began, before a whole bunch of that gentleman horroring, with Firing Squad by the Subhumans from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. To end the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show, here's another selection from Chris from The Gentleman of Horror. Here's the stiff little fingers with Tin Soldier. And then maybe a tiny little bit of rudimentary benai on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show.
from Florida who befriended